so for the last few weeks, we've been talking about uh, taking our communication to another level. We've covered a lot of ground, and then last week I, I, I ended up uh, only doing half the half of my message because we we just ran out of time. I got talking, we got talking, and uh, but what? So we've been talking about skills of communication, thing and practices, things we should be doing to enhance our communication, and things that we don't do. Uh, so last week, we, and and uh, we're working on the good side of communication because a lot of times when we think about communication we're thinking i got to communicate better right uh, don't don't we all need commu- better communication in our household or whatever we do, we do we need that but a lot of times we look on the negative side of it rather than the positive side of it so this week these two weeks um we're, we've been looking at the positive side so this is what it says um our key verse was Ephesians 4:15 it says instead we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. Now, often when we read that verse, uh, at least in my mind, when I've read that in Bible studies, groups of people, we're, we're thinking, well, we have to speak the truth. In, we have to speak the truth. Oh, yeah, and we got to do it in love, right? But that's, we can just take it at face value. Whenever we're speaking the truth, it's loving, right? It's, 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 so it's not like we're trying to find a conflict and then go, how can I get some love in here? Uh, instead, we're, we're, we are growing to be like Jesus. Did Jesus confront anybody in, uh, that you saw in the Bible? Did he confront people? Yeah, yeah, some of those confrontations just seem a little tough. But, but most of, yeah, when he's flipping tables, but most of his conversations, unless it was with the religious crowd, which is the people that Jesus tend to speak uh, negatively towards, uh, were opportunities for him to, to affirm people. And so that's where we're going today, because speaking the truth in love is actually speaking the truth about people to them for, for in, in a loving way. And so this is going to change your life if you'll practice it. You guys ready? And I'm going to practice with you. So um, I said last week that, that our relationships stall when we, when we stop practicing good communication. Last week we talked about when we stop sharing hopes and dreams. And last week we, we actually shared some hopes and dreams. And everybody started connecting. It's like, ah, because when you share your your thoughts about the future with another person, you connect with them in a way that begins, you know, the prayer to see that happen. Like, I, I know a number of people were talking about um, that one of my hopes and dreams was for the, the legacy of our children to really know Christ and walk with Him. Uh, anybody with kids probably has that, yes, it's, it's on the list, hopes and dreams. Okay, uh, so, and then uh, and what we're talking about today will also really enhance that, I believe, too. Uh, and then we talked about that in, in our relationships, I always like to take uh, the picture of when people were courting or dating. Uh, usually when we're dating, we're on our best behavior, right? We're looking for the good in people. We're going, oh, man, if I, you know, that, that's just beautiful, the, the way you chew, <laughs> right? Uh, so they were, you know, you, you know, it's like everything is beautiful, everything is wonderful, everything is is glorious. But then after you live with them for a few years, 
uh, let's say you get married and you live with them for a few years, then, then things start to grade on you. And, you, and you're like, what, what, you, you know, why, why do you do it this way? Uh, has this ever happened to anybody in any relationship? Yes. Uh, even, you know, e- even kids get this with their parents, like, dad, why are you like that? You know, it's like, uh, you know, and, and it's easy to see the negative side of life. Yes. Uh, right. It's easy to see. Uh, I, I once heard, heard this phrase. Everybody is, everybody is able to see the hole in the donut. Right. But you got a whole donut there. And, and most of us are aiming when we're thinking about people, even people that are close to us in our lives, we're looking at the hole in the donut. What's missing? What's not working? What's wrong with you? Right? Is this, this happened to people? Okay, we understand. Our role as Christians who are growing to be like Christ is to speak the truth in love. And there's a couple of scriptures I want us to just kind of look at. And I want to begin because we're, this morning I want to talk about how we can refresh others. Because relationships grow when we are positively interjecting the good into people's lives. Now, everybody you meet, everybody you meet is having a bad day to some extent. Now, maybe their whole life's not out of order, but some part of their life needs God, right? Otherwise, there'd be no reason for prayer. It's like, it's like uh, is there anybody here that has any need? Okay, so that every one of us is, this, is the same. We're humanity, and we need an encouragement from one another. And there's a scripture that is possibly uh, commonly known to one of uh, each other, but in Proverbs 11.25, it says, Whoever refreshes others will himself be refreshed. How many know that verse? You've heard that before? Refreshing others was a big part of Jesus' ministry. Most people in Jesus' time, they were under the stress of the law. They were under the stress of mandates of what the Pharisees and all, all the religious rulers like, you got to do it this way or else. You got to wash your cup this way. You got to do all this stuff. And Jesus was in the habit of refreshing people and saying, I, I love rules. Jesus, he said he fulfilled the law, right? He fulfilled the, the law in, but that's, laws wear, tend to wear us down, right? All except for Doug. These masks, the law, of, the law of the mask is wearing us down, right? It's like, how, long, how much longer, oh Lord? Um, so, but it, it's like that in our, in our life that when, when we feel under strain, which we do from, from various ways, you know, it can be our work, but uh, certainly when Jesus was relating from a religious mind, uh, people feel like, I'm not pleasing God, or I'm not good enough, or I don't have any gifts, or I'm not being used by God. And they need others to come alongside and refresh them, right? They need, because if we will stop looking at the hole in the donut and look at the donut, every single person has something very good to say about everybody that's near them in their life. Every one of us. And, uh, you know, I was, I was thinking of this from, you know, the, the, the tendency of, uh, par- in parenting, uh, with your kids. You know, it's, it's easy to see what's not working with them, right? It's kind of like the, the report card comes home, 
What do you see? All A's and a B. What do you see? The B. Instead of going, wow, that's amazing how many A's. And not even mention the B. Because they see the B too. Because we're all able to see what's wrong with us. And we need people to be able to encourage us and say what is right with us. Because that's what God does to us. Clear? All right. So, uh, so one, of, one of the ways that we're going to practice in communication is looking for the good in others. Um, uh, I, I was thinking of this, and I was, I was going to put it on a second point, but in, in the New Testament, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3, Maureen, uh, since she was studying that this week, it says, the one who prophesies speaks to God or speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Let me say it again. The one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. Do you think people need strengthening, encouragement, and comfort? We are called to be prophetic, not in predicting the future, but in seeing the future for God's for other people. And so we're going to, we're going to talk about how to do that in right now. So there's two ways, and uh, I, I, let me see if they're on your outline. So the, the first one is sharing appreciations. So we're going to talk about sharing appreciations and affirmations. Uh, the scripture there is encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you're doing. You know, when, when relationships start to, to falter, usually what happens is people stop seeing what's good and they start focusing on what's bad in their relationship. And one of the ways to counteract this, if this is happening in, in your relationship, is to start looking for things that you're appreciative about. Right? So appreciations are things that you're, you're, you're thankful for that people have done. That's an appreciation. Is there anyone that you can be appreciative uh, uh, to today? Anybody? Anybody? I, I appreciated John and Katie. They, they shop for groceries for us. Uh, actually through the entire pandemic, they, they take, uh, they've, they've shopped at Costco for us. So we'd be safe. And uh, we, re- we really appreciate that. I think I told you that yesterday. I really still really appreciate that. But they might need to know that. Because if I didn't say it, then they might say, ah, we don't mind doing it. But they don't know that it's something we really appreciate. Um, and, and so uh, I, I want to encourage us today. And, and I don't know, I, I go through life seeing the good, but not expressing it. How many, how many have a thank you note that you probably could write to someone right now, right? <laughs> right? And you, it's not that we're unaware of it, it's that we don't express it. And an unexpressed appreciation is not appreciation. I mean, it's really, it doesn't, it doesn't fulfill this spiritual prophetic move of God that's supposed to be happening. And I, I just love it when, when I, you know, I, from time to time, somebody will write me a note and, and say, thanks for this, thanks for that, or I appreciate this about you. And, uh, you know, usually it comes at the right time, right, when you, when you kind of need it. I, I was thinking today, I was actually talking to the Lord, and uh, the Lord's always encouraging me. 
he 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 really is. Every time I, if I'm down, he's like, "All right, what's what's happening?" And 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 he'll affirm me. He'll say, "You know, hey man, what am I asking you to do?" All right, are you doing it? Yep, doing it. Okay, are you being faithful? Yeah. You loving me? Yeah. Loving people? Yeah. And you're you're in. You're 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 doing it. You're doing what you know. So if I need a retool, then he affirms me. You know, like with Jesus, he says, "You are my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased." And Jesus said that twice, or, or Father God said that twice to Jesus once at the baptism, remember, before he had done anything, and then at the transfiguration, uh, he he said it again, and it wasn't for him; it was for the the for the disciples that were there with him. So you are loved by God, but we don't hear the voice of God as as often as we should because we're supposed to get it through the prophetic part so where it can be strengthened and encouraged and built by others. You guys with me? All right. Um, I'm gonna, so that's that's appreciations. Now the next one is is sharing affirmations and this is really where the prophetic side comes in. Um not just encouraging one another, but starting to identify what you see God doing or having done in another person's life. Uh, this, this is the fun, the fun part of being a Christian, is because we have Jesus as our standard, right? When we see Jesus in someone, we can call that out and say, I love the way you are fill in the blank. You guys with me on this? I could go around the room right now. It's a small room. I could go around the room and I could do this very instantly. And because everybody here, uh, I, I, can, I can affirm because I see God working in your life. Now, it's important. Well, it's not, it's important for me to say these things, like, but I'm encouraging you guys to join me in this. All right. Okay. So affirmations are Seeing is identifying with the grace that God has given one another. Like, I'll, I'll just point out Leonard here to you. Why I love to have Leonard with the microphone is because I affirm the teaching gift in you, and, and I affirm your experience, and I affirm your spirituality. And so I, I actually, whether you have anything to say or not, I'm totally like to hear you. Because I affirm these things in you, I see these gifts, and I and I know that with everybody in the room, we we should probably just have you know uh, Leonard Leonard Hour, uh, maybe maybe not not do it at church time, but just because we we love your experience, we we love your wisdom, we love your your activity in the Word, we we really appreciate this, but we also affirm it in you um, because of who you are. And this is one of the graces of God that he's given you. And so, um, so you get, you kind of get where we're going here. Now, um, also though, I'm, I'm thinking with younger people, uh, affirming how we see God working in their life is very important. Uh, again, uh, I, I, I could, I could talk from my own, uh, children's experience, but I won't. Because a while ago, I decided I wasn't going to use them as sermon illustrations anymore, even though they're really kids are really good at sermon illustrations. Uh, but I'm not doing that. But let's just say generally, uh, 
especially as a parent, you, you want your kids to be perfect. Not because you want them to be perfect, but you just, it would, life would be easier if they were perfect. Uh, so, uh, so, so, you know, the, the slightest little thing that's off, you just like, hey, you need to get on that. Hey, you need to get on that. You need to get on that. Uh, you understand? Everybody understands this with kids. But instead, if we came from an affirmation standpoint, we could start to say, we could have a conversation with them and say, I really see this in you. I see your diligence. I, I, I do talk about uh, my, my kids sometimes. It's like, I just love that they're faithful. I just, I, I, I love that, uh, you know, I love a lot of things about my kids. And, but there's a couple things that are also broken, right? But they know that. And they don't need me to share that with them. What they need is what I see in them and what I see God doing in them. And uh, you know what happens when that happens? The spiritual thing starts to take place. Because we all want to rise to the place that we believe others see God in us. Right? Uh, This is how we grow. I mean, this is really how we grow spiritually, is when people do come along and affirm what God's doing in our lives. And uh, I, I can tell you that many, many pivots spiritually have happened in my life by men or women of God who have come to me and, and said, I see this about you. And it doesn't have to be a, a, an elder. It's, it can, it's more often a friend or a, a, like a parent. Like a parent. I didn't have Christian parents, so they didn't understand this concept. And even though I'm a Christian parent, I, I'm still learning, learning along the way. You too? So anyway, as, as we've talked before, uh, I, I am not the master of this teaching, this masterful lesson on how I do it. I'm saying I want to get better at this too. Okay. Uh, everybody good so far? All right. Very good. You know, I was, I was thinking uh, last week, uh, Jenny and I were traveling uh, to see Christina, and uh, we had an interesting encounter, uh, not a bad one, a good one. Uh, we were getting some sandwiches uh, at, at, a, at a deli, and and Jendi re- remembered is like isn't isn't the, the there there was like a historic Foursquare church in that neighborhood, and she said isn't that Foursquare church somewhere around here, and I'm like yeah it should be right there, and I didn't recognize it because any time I'd driven by it before it was kind of this rundown building it was like, unfortunately a, a, a failing Foursquare church which I hated. Um, but I always thought, man, there's a lot of ministry to do in San Luis Obispo. So um, I looked up online and, and, I, and I said, yep, sure enough, that's, that, that church is next to the deli. And so got my sandwiches, and then we walked over there. And the reason we didn't recognize it was the place was all fixed up, uh, at least from the outside. And so I'm like, I'm going to knock on the door and find out who is pastoring this church now because something has changed. Uh, and so bang, bang on the door, and some kid looks out the window, and he, what do you, can I help you? Uh, and, and I says, is your dad home? And he goes, I don't know. I says, is he working? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's a very smart kid. Uh, <laughs> so kids don't know if we're working or not. I don't know. I don't know. But he went, he went and got him. And so I, I met uh, these, uh, this very nice couple who was restarting this church. And, of course, they started in January before the pandemic. They got going like six weeks, and then the pandemic hit. And uh, 
obviously that not a lot building, you know, they were fixing the place up. Uh, the outside looks really good, but they had some work to do on the inside. Uh, but I could just tell, you know, because we, we, we talked for a little while about their ministry and what was going on there and could just tell they needed someone to come along and affirm them and that we were it. And, you know, I don't know why, you know, we were actually coming home and I was, you know, it's like, hey, we got to get home. Um, but I'm like, we should go knock on their door because we don't know who they, who they are. But we went in there and Jenny and I, we, we uh, encouraged, affirmed them and said, dudes, you rock stars, get on it, make it happen, and uh, we'll see you later. <laughs> Good luck with that, uh, which is like... But there, there was something you could just tell rising in their heart. Not, I mean, they were, these were full of faith people, and uh, you know, they, weren't, they were very up, not down at all. Um, but there's just something about somebody else coming alongside and saying, God bless you, you're doing it. Can we pray for you? Can we get get something? And so that's one of the cultures I would love to see in our church, but also in, in our homes, that we would be the most affirmed people in the world. All right, so I'm going to leave it at that. So how do we how do we affirm? Pretty simple. You look for the good, and then you express it. It's not hard. If we would do that, you know, a lot of times, again, we're, we're focused on what's wrong. So we're looking, you know, we, we, we have a correction to make. It's like, can we do this? But if we will spend more time affirming, then the corrections will start to become somewhat self-corrections. And then we'll talk about what we're, how, how to get the full correction next week. Because uh, I do want to talk about how we can do that. How we can express ourselves in a way if affirmations... Um, don't change the culture. But really, it takes us back to our, this last ver- this verse that we read. When we start to affirm other people, the prophetic moves out among us, and people start to see who they are in Christ for who they really are. And the only way to see that, uh, you know, maybe you can get direct revelation from God, but very often God has chosen to use us to do that for others. So... Um, Okay, I won't tell you much more because we're going to come to the table of the Lord. Shall we, shall we receive communion together? But I want you to, so, so here's what we're going to do as, as our action for the table of the Lord. Jesus, uh, on the, the night he was betrayed when he, he said, I want you to do this in remembrance of me, you'll, you'll notice that he, he did that in it, in a group because that group was really going through quite a crisis and he tried from the beginning if you if you look at uh, the, the the rest of the story the whole night was designed that they would actually partner with one another but unfortunately they were too busy worrying about who was going to be on top uh, when Jesus was was gone and uh, we're not we're not that group of people but what he was trying to do was help people understand, you guys are going to need each other. You're really going to need each other. And uh, a lot of times we're like, oh, I'll just rely on the Holy Spirit. But the way we're designed as people is uh, to be affirmed and affirming with one another. So let's go ahead and we'll pass those, those out. Thanks, Dean and Judy.
We appreciate you guys serving us today, and we see God using you uh, in our congregation all the time, actually. Uh, Yeah. So this is what we're going to do. So I'm going to ask you guys... um, to get with pass me don't forget me Dean blew right by me thank you (laughs) got it all right Here's the work for those that are with us. Um, Everybody's got their eyes closed like we're going to do something with our eyes closed. Uh, I want us to affirm the people that are around us and to appreciate them. This is as a practice, real quick, with the people that are around you. If you have family members, do it with a family member. If If you don't have a family member, do it with a friend or a stranger. Doesn't matter. Uh, because in, in all of us, uh, you know, and we, we do this all the time, right? When, when a, one of the little kids comes in on a tour, we, what is the first thing we say? Oh, you're so beautiful. Or you have a beautiful smile. Or I love your shoes. Um, usually it's I love your shoes if it's a girl. Uh, and if it's a boy, it's like, hey, stop hanging on that. Uh, so, <laughs> or I love the way that you hang on that, but we're not going to do that right now. <laughs> you understand. So um, let's just take a moment. Can you affirm the people that are around you? If you don't have anyone to affirm or to appreciate, um, then find somebody. Turn to someone. All right, go ahead. We're going to do that first. Go ahead. Go on, Beth. You have to go see your husband. He needs some affirmation today. <laughs> And so does Kendra. Oh, there you go. Okay, you got somebody. Yeah. Okay, you guys have affirmed? Doesn't that feel good? Uh, it's, no, it is. It is. It's hard for a number of reasons. Why, do you, why was make it hard for you? Yeah, yeah. And, and why we need to make this a practice it's it is a spiritual practice and uh it's good if we just if we're like hey you know maybe for dinner after dinner, you know i mean it, it's good to be spontaneous of course as well uh, but part of the all of these practices are something that we should be uh in our relationships doing and it's like oh it's you know it's it's Hopes and dreams time, what we talked about last week. It's like, it's time. Tell me, what's your, what's your hope for, you know, what's your hope right now? Or, which is, what are you praying about? Uh, usually is identified by that. Um, we talked about expectations a couple weeks ago. We should be regularly saying, is there anything that you, that you feel like 
I'm expecting from you. We talked about reading minds and those kind of things. Um, so these are on a list of conversations you can have regularly rather than what's for dinner and what's on Netflix tonight. All right. <laughs> we can go a little deeper. Welcome to America. Uh, so I, I um, stand six feet away from anybody near, uh, and go ahead and pull down your mask because somehow or another they haven't figured out how to <laughs> take communion with a mask on. Well, I wanted to say this because I was thinking about it, of course, is that Father God wants to affirm you. One of the amazing things about being a Christian is hearing Jesus say, you are my beloved son or daughter in whom I'm well pleased. And every time we come to the table of the Lord, that's what he's saying. He says, I want you to do this in remembrance of me. I died for you. I love you. And now I live for you and send my Holy Spirit to you. So as we break the bread today, which we can do um, and receive it, uh, hear the voice of the Lord saying, I love you. You are my beloved. I'm for you, and I'm working in your life, even though sometimes you cannot see it. The disciples were not going to be able to see the work of God for a number of days. Uh, that's just like us. So as we come to the table, no matter where we are, uh, let's uh, just acknowledge and, and praise God that he is with us no matter what. Let's go ahead and take this this cracker today. Realizing that what Jesus was doing was not just giving us a ritual, but a reminder that His Holy Spirit works in us. And every time we take the cup, His blood washes away our sin. His Holy Spirit fills us so that we can accomplish His, His life. So as we take this blood, let's acknowledge the work that He's done for us and thank Him for it. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blood. Let's go ahead and take the cup. Let me close this out in prayer this morning. Lord, we are thankful that we serve an awesome God who is indescribable. He's given us the indescribable gift of each other. And I, I ask that you would help us um, where, it be, where it feels uh, just difficult or kind of uh, wooden to us to be able to affirm and encourage one another, that it would become a, a habit that becomes an easy thing to do uh, in our lives. And that as we serve one another with words of encouragement, uh, may you get the thanks and the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
All right, so I'm expecting you guys this week. Yes? I have a prayer request. Is it a good time? Um, let, let's sign off on our, and then we're, yeah, I, I do want to go to prayer requests today. That was another one of the things we, Gio and I talked about, is keeping uh, prayer central. So uh, thank you, YouTube and Zoom. The Zoom can stay with us, and this is Dennis. Um, and Facebook people, God bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.